G'day guys, Peter Kafkas. And I'm Peter Gowers, and we are apparently the legendary morons, and we rock today. We can be found on Amazon's Alexa, we can be found yeah. on iTunes, we can be found on, uh, for uh, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio media app, or iHeartRadio app as well. Yeah, if you're, if you're online and you're seeking genuine talent and <laughs> entertaining content, yep. you can find us all over anywhere good podcasts are found. Oh, my word. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're, we're getting that off the ground now, so... Yeah. Contact us. Smash the like button. S- smash that subscribe that. button and turn say. the notification bell on. Ding. There you go. All right, Pete. Yes, hello. 30th of April, 1st yep. of May, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, for us Darwinians, because we're getting a US audience and we're now starting to go global, mm-hmm. or starting to get listened to global, I should say, uh, it is the start of the dry, my friend. I was just going to say to you before. So what does that mean to most people? Tell, tell our overseas yeah. friends. Yeah, so, so we're in Darwin in the Northern Territory, and those who are here know exactly where that is and what it's like. But essentially, you know, the world, in, in most places, they talk about four seasons. And uh, in Darwin, we only have two seasons. It's hot all year round. Humidity varies depending on the time of year. But we have a wet season mm-hmm. and we have a dry season. And the wet season is hot, humid and rainy. And the dry season is cooler, less humid, and no rain. And last night, I had my shower before I went to bed, and I got out, and I wasn't cold. Okay. Not I, yet, not yet. But I just went, ooh, I might need a T-shirt tonight. So I just felt that little, I thought, I'll tell you what, we could be on here shortly. Yeah, you said. Now, aside for us that the dry is coming is we have the dragonflies that yeah. uh, start to sh- show up. And look, we're... We're the kind of family over here that runs aircon twenty four seven. So when the actual dry kicks in, look forward to not having it on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, we don't have it twenty four seven, but in the last two years in yeah. the wet, yeah. we've had it a lot more than we've previously ever had it. And uh, so yeah, I, I prefer to not have it. To be honest, I, I find it gets very dry and. Um, you get lots of colds, the AC flu. That's right, so, the AC uh, flu, yeah. That's yeah, real. I'm looking forward to just not having it for a while. Just let the fan do the work. And actually, we were chilling here on Sunday night, myself and the wife, I think I think some, a few of the kids were awake, and we hear this boom, 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 boom. And it was the Greeks celebrating Easter? It was the <laughs> start of the oh, Middle I'm Beach Market. I wondered. Yeah. I wondered. I, I initially thought, oh, no. I better close the door. It appears someone's gone on a mass murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> and then the gunshots, gunshots, <laughs> big quote marks, uh, went on for too long. So I thought, oh, it's probably the commencement of Mendel Beach. But that's a bit early, isn't it? It was, uh, hey, Sunday, it was a commencement. I think the Thursday night's the, the busiest one, is it? Or yeah, is it I the... think so. So the world-famous Mendel Beach Markets, uh, which hosts an array of shops, uh, local food, talent, we are quite multicultural up here in the Territory. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I was talking to a guy the other day, actually. He was in the US, and uh, I said to him, I'll, we'll just sort of first chat on uh, Skype or Facebook or something, and I said, oh, we should just talk about where each of 
each other is, and he said, "Oh yeah, I'm here in America somewhere." And I said, "Oh yeah, well, look, I'm in a I'm in a city you'd never have heard of. Um, it's called Darwin. It's uh, the northernmost city in Australia." He goes, "Oh, I know exactly where it is." Oh, I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, I was booked in to stay at uh, the Travel Lodge on Cavanagh Street last dry season." Didn't um, the, didn't the the Prince Charles or whatever stay there as well? Was that the, the other the one? Travel Lodge? Yeah, that was really. What, Maybe not the travel what, last year. No, no, he's the one just like a few weeks ago he was here, Prince Charles. Jeepers. I, I, I would doubt it, but maybe. Maybe he was slumming it for a night. The travel lodge is probably... Maybe not the travel it's lodge. It's probably three stars on a good night if they had a toaster to your room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this bloke knew exactly where it was from and I said, how do you know that? He said, oh, one of my... He, he's in the sort of software space. He goes, oh, one of my programmers is from Darwin. I said, well, who knew? Oh. He must be the only one. Oh, anyway, yeah. So he knew yes. exactly where it was. Yes, yeah. And anyway, yeah, so the the start of the dry season brings happy moods. Yeah. You know, there's a feeling of optimism in the air. That's right. You get it's in good. a happier mood. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Ah, and yeah. it's weird because we, we, we seek to be cold, colder. <laughs> colder than but, our normal food. But not down south cold. Yeah, exactly. It's too cold. And... That's right. So welcome to the drive from us in Darwin um, and uh, look up the Mindle Beach markets for anyone around the world that wishes to visit the territory. Mm. We do have other places like... Oh, actually, um, let's talk a little bit about this. We do have, uh, not alligators, (laughs) crocodiles. Yeah. The biggest in the world, I would say. Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Along with probably North Queensland. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we, and, have, we have both saltwater and freshwater crocs. Yeah, yeah. And ironically, they're the opposite, as I understand it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. okay. And, yeah. and there's, uh, we have what we call the famous um, cage of death. So that is where you get to actually swim with crocodiles, if you like, and you are surrounded yeah. by a cage. It is a huge tourist attraction. Well, you're in a cage. You're in a cage. Yeah. yeah, sorry. It's a huge tourist attraction up here, and uh, if you've never done it or... I'll tell you what, if you, anyone from America listening yep. to our podcast yep. flies over for this yep. cage of death, we'll you, shout you. You'll buy their ticket? Well, I'll buy your ticket buy for, the cage of te- for the cage of death, but and, we've got to record it. And, and just in case you're thinking, no way in hell I'm going in the cage of death, I think that the perspex glass that protects you hmm. is about two feet wide, yeah. so <laughs> no chance of getting in there. And it magnifies the size of the croc as well. <laughs> but the croc that's in that particular pool yep. is a monster. Yeah, oh my word. Even he couldn't bite through that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's tried. Yeah. Uh, switching to uh, world news, I guess. Uh, let me throw something at you. You might have no idea what I'm talking yeah. about now. Have you heard uh, what good old Kanye West has done recently on Twitter? Set the world alight? Yeah, with Donald Trump. That's just one of the many things, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... He's an attention seeker by trade. Or a brilliant marketer. Well, yeah, okay. It it depends how you look at it, but Mm. I I think Kanye would have been, or as the English call him, Kanye. uh, (laughs) Did they really? Yeah, I think Kanye (laughs) would have been best staying as a producer, but seeing seeing as he loves having his ugly mug uh, on television and radio, television and photos whenever he possibly can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, look, I I didn't follow it closely because... He's an attention seeker by mm. trade. But I did notice that he'd made some tweet to Donald Trump basically saying, good on you. Mm-hmm. But I support you. I, I heard, I heard a, um, this was on the, the uh, radio, I was in a shop and I heard it come on. Yeah. And then it said, and within an hour, he'd 
he qualified his statement because his wife, Kim Kardashian, had got into his ear to make sure that Donald Trump knew they weren't happy with everything he was doing. Not every single thing. I thought, wow, what, what a world we live in. Based. I'll give you my support, but only partially. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, look, I... I he did do an interview with um, one of my all-time greatest mentors, Charlemagne the God. Donald Trump? Uh, no, 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 Kanye okay. West, Kanye West. <laughs> um, so the, a, a big interview is going to come out on that, which will be interesting to see. Yeah. Or hear, yeah. either or. Uh, and yes, and speaking of uh, celebrity-in-chief Donald Trump, yeah. um, something about him cross making two... Making Kim Jong Un and someone else hold hands and cross each other's borders. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up in world news. Don't know what that means. Is that a good thing? Yeah. So in the, I've got to get my dates right here, but in the nineteen fifties, yeah. there was the Korean War. You've seen the movie, uh, TV show Mash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Mash was set in the Korean War. Right. So basically, um, a, a, a little like Vietnam, you know, the the one country at war with itself. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and the uh, Americans went in to assist in that war, and uh, the upshot at the end of it was that there was North Korea and South Korea, and uh, a little bit like East and West Berlin, yeah, okay. like after World War Two, yep. where North has been very isolated from the rest of the world, has many many sanctions against it. Um, they've had a very uh, um, aggressive nuclear program. Um, they've starved their own people while the leaders, the the, um, oh, the Kim wow. family, have lived like yeah. you know, celebrities and rock stars. Okay. South Korea is is you know, one of the most um, free countries in the world in terms of um, democracy and in ter- well, they're responsible for Samsung and manufacturing and yes. it's massive. Yep. But they've also got big problems with corruption. So their former prime minister, president, whatever you want to call her, is just about to go to jail for 20, 20 years. But anyway, long story short, there's yep. been a lot of aggression in that region. Um, China has sided with North Korea. Uh, the West has sided with South Korea. Right. And everyone's kind of been jostling for all these years. Right. And this new Kim Jong-un idiot who's been in charge of North Korea for the last few years. Madman I hear. Hope he's not listening. Um, yeah, he's a madman. Like, he's had his own uncle assassinated because he disagreed with some decision he made. That's how they rule over That's there. That's how they roll. Uh, <laughs> rule and roll. roll. <laughs> and anyway, um, Donald Trump, who, you know, one day will say someone's an idiot, the next day say, but I'll be open to a conversation. Um, uh, you know, at the very least, if he's done nothing else, He has said he would like to talk to Kim Jong-un and as a result, the South Korean leader has actually met with him. Now, so because I I read, not saying this is true, social media, that what has um, celebrity-in-chief Trump got to do with that? Because the Americans have been completely and utterly isolated from North Korea until this point in time. Previous administrations have had nothing to do with them uh, because this young fella, Kim Jong-un, who's only been in power for a couple of years, his father was the ruler before that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, the Bush administrations and Clinton and Obama just would have nothing to do with him because he literally was a madman. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Trump, for all his foibles, um, has at least rubbed shoulders with many, many people uh, through his business dealings. Through his business dealings, yep. So, yeah, he, 
he basically put the idea forward that he was open to the idea of talking and meeting with him. Um, and I guess, you know, you would come up against similar challenges in business every day and you've got to jump hurdles. Yep. And, you know, you've got to make a deal work, even with people you don't necessarily like. Um, That's business. But, but the real turning point and the fascinating part was the Winter Olympics that have just gone by. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually thought it was a joke when I first heard it. I thought, well, is this April 1st or what's going on? Where South Korea and North Korea, for the first time, competed as one nation at the Winter Olympics. Now, no, no, not in every sport because the North Koreans' sporting program under a... a you wouldn't even call it a communist government. It's well beyond that. But their sporting regime hasn't been that massive. Right. Um, but they did, I think there was a, uh, a ladies joint ice hockey team. Okay. Um, oh. There was a couple of other things that they did together. And they, um, they went under one flag. Yeah. They had a separate national anthem, separate to what they've both been using for all these years. And... Um, the world is progressing forward. Yeah, and it was, I've got to say, I mean, I, I'm a sports lover, and um, I just love the, I love the, um, the theatre of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fact that, yeah. you know, after 60 plus years, these two countries, which have essentially hated each other, but they're, they're the same race. They speak yeah, the same language. Um, world politics, yeah. Whatever. For some reason, and look. Potentially, and a, a friend of mine put something up on Facebook the other day about, you know, how wonderful it was that video of the two uh, Korean leaders meeting and shaking hands and yep. Kim Jong Un's speech, which I must admit was very, um, you know, pro peace and pro family and getting back together and whatever. It, it had you must have taken the happy drugs for that. Yeah, day. maybe it had a similar feel to it when the Berlin Wall came down. I must say. But my first reaction was, I look at them more like Iran yeah, yeah. than okay, Berlin, right. and I'm like, okay. I'm not sure I trust this guy. Yeah, right. This guy, until not that long ago, had a really aggressive nuclear regime that he was moving straight ahead on, and all of a sudden, oh, no, I'm not going to do that now. Let's be friends again. Yeah, well, I, I question that. And, right, you know, right. having travelled the world a bit and, and lived in some countries that are... Um, uh, you know, in, in the region of unrest, not, yep, not yep. directly in war zones as such, mm. um, you learn about uh, nationalities and races, and not, not my personal opinion, but, you know, other uh, travellers you meet along the way will, yeah, will yeah. give you their opinions on yeah, you know, how yeah. things are and, and, you know, who to watch and who to, you know, whatever. But I hope it works out because well, it's, um, it's, as I say, it's been 60 years, so... Well, good on you. Oh, that was very detailed. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank very you. good. And uh, it was good we had a conversation. Um, yeah, what was it? What are we? What day is it now? Monday. Monday, possibly Tuesday now. And uh, yeah. we, we had a good conversation on Saturday about uh, our upbringing and why we respect different people. I thought that was interesting, and I would like to talk a little bit about that. Okay, yes. Yeah, so a lot of yous may not know, I was actually born in... Greece, uh, Athens, Greece, and came over to Australia when I was seven, 1987. Mm. Um, and it was, you know, when myself or, 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 the, or the family, we go on holidays, I always end up being really good friends with the waiters or the yep. help or the cleaners and yep. because I just want to 
give back. It doesn't matter who you are on the ladder, you, yeah. you're really important to me. And that was, you know, I thought that was interesting the way that we brought that conversation up. Yeah, look, I guess it's one of those things that, that doesn't come up a lot in Australian life because, uh, as I said to you at the time, um, you know, where you're born, it, it, it's a lottery. It's mm. not your right. Mm. You, you know, no one has, no one has a, a birthright to be born in this country or that country. And, um, you know, as I, as I said to you, I mean, you moved here as a young fella, mm. but I think we both appreciate... Uh, how lucky we are to be in a country like Australia. Yeah, definitely. And I've lived in Asia and I've lived in the Middle East. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you get to see things that you're not going to see in your own country. Uh, that is, you know, not the way people are treated so much, but where people come from and, mm. and you get to see great poverty, particularly in Asia. And, uh, you know, I, I, the, the first country I actually set foot on outside of Australia Effectively, I went via Hong Kong, but oh, yeah. Yeah. when I got off and, and um, spent some time there was Sri Lanka. And uh, a funny story, I, I, I basically was offered a job there back in my broadcasting days. I was offered a job there on the only English-speaking radio station at the time. Um, and I took the job without any idea where the country was. To be honest, I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know its history. Well, they said, I, he, he, come over here and we'll tell you religion when you're here. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, somebody I knew, I, I was in Melbourne at that stage, and somebody I knew was friends, or workmates actually, with a lady who was from Sri Lanka, and her friend owned this network, and he was desperate to get an Australian who, I, I guess the benefit was that I was both a broadcaster, but I also was a DJ. Yeah. And so yeah. they wanted somebody who could train local announcers to, to work on the radio, but also could go and DJ in clubs and pubs for them on the weekend, which, you know, I guess was a unique skill set. And um, my friend rang me and said, are you interested in this job? It means this, it means that. You know, you'll be living in a hotel, you'll have your own driver, you'll have, you know, you'll be... You'll, you'll be on radio five days a week and then you'll be in clubs broadcasting because mm. they, they'd hook up the station to the pubs and clubs we were in to broadcast. I said, mate, I'm busy. Would you bugger off? Like, I've got work to do. Of course, who wouldn't want that? But that's not going to happen anytime soon. He goes, I've got it. I've got the job for you. I said, come on. He said, no, I do. But you need to be prepared to move to Sri Lanka. And I went, done. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I literally, I had no idea where it was. But... Um, what I learned yeah. really quickly yeah. was yeah, there's great poverty there. Yeah. And, and that's not the fault of the people there. That's the country they were born in. That's not their fault. So, you know, whether it was a driver, whether it was the person who opened the door for me where I lived, whether it was what they called the T-boy at the radio station, um, and the many, many other, the cleaners at the local mall or whatever, yep. hey, they're humans, mate. Yeah, yeah that's and, right. And they're doing their best with how they can in life. So, yeah, I'm a really big believer in no one's better than anybody else. Yeah. I think once you start thinking that, that's when you're in trouble. Um, yeah, when you start yeah. thinking you're better than others. Yeah. I, yeah, of course. That, that, that's, that's my belief. So, yeah, the, the conversation we had, as you say, kind of came um, from left field. But yeah. It's yeah. What, what you said echoes exactly my thoughts and exactly how I like to treat people. That's, yeah. uh, and I suppose the other point I'd like to make, and, 
you know, I lived in Dubai for four and a half years and a lot of people will say, oh, Dubai, it's glamorous and it's glitzy and it's this and it's that and they know that aspect. And then some people will say, oh, there's a lot of slaves there and things like that. Yes, and yes. I get a little offended by that because there's no slaves there. Um, I'm not saying historically there may not have been people uh, who, who were there against their will. That's, I'm, you know, I'm not a politician sure. and I, I can't say that. Um, but there certainly are none there now. And while there are people who work in very tough labour-type uh, jobs... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, ..and often outdoors, um, the reality is that those people choose to be there and those people are there so they can provide a better life for their families. Yeah. And yeah. while you and I may not be able to survive on $500 a month... Um, it's double or triple or quadruple or five times yeah. what they can yeah. earn at home. Right. And so I, I, I really like people to be mindful of that because it's their choice yeah. and they're actually providing a good life for their families. Yeah. And, you know, things like accommodation, meals, transport to work and, and from work, uh, trips home for, fam- uh, for annual holidays, that's all paid for by employers. It's not paid for by those employees. Yeah. So anyway, look, we don't want to talk politics as such, but no, no, no. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm mindful of that because everyone's there by choice. Everyone's there to yeah. create a better life, and yeah, it is glitzy and glamorous. And it's got lots of great things to it, um, but most people are there to work as well, and you know, provide for their families yeah. or wherever they might be. Yeah, definitely. I got the opportunity to go there for uh, two weeks for part of my honeymoon and uh, certainly was an eye-opener. Look, it's glitzy and glamorous, yes. but there's also another side there as well. Yeah, there is. And, and if you ever go there, there's there's new Dubai mm. and there's old Dubai. Oh, yeah. And old Dubai on the airport side of the creek versus new Dubai, which is what you see all the you know, the videos and drone footage and you know, the Red Bull people jumping out of planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's new Dubai and that's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Palm oil but, or whatever. You know, it's, yeah. it's largely been manufactured because Dubai has no oil, and they realised in the 80s, if they didn't ramp up tourism, sport... They'd run out. They innovated. They absolutely innovated, yep. The current ruler and his late brother knew that it uh, it was going to be curtains for them if they didn't find other things. So the, aside from the, the things that we do know, they have a massive financial hub there as well. <laughs> wrapping up for today's session. Yeah, wrapping up, closing <laughs> up. Do you use LinkedIn a lot? I do. Yeah? I've just started. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Um, I'm really enjoying it because I've I've mentioned several times before to you and probably on our videos and podcasts that I've struggled a lot with Facebook from a personal perspective. Sure. I I get it from a business perspective. Yeah. But I still find it, um, uh, I I still find it, I don't know, I, I... I just don't find it direct enough. Now, I know you can super target things, so yep. there's bits about it I love. Yep. There's other bits about it I think, oh, really? Yep. I don't want to see that. I don't want to know that. I've got to move on. Yep. Whereas LinkedIn, to me, seems to be hyper-focused, yep. laser-focused on people doing business yep. and whatever their business is. Job creation, finding jobs, yeah. connecting with the right people. Yeah, and, and content and... Now we've got a video section. Worthwhile video. And yep. Yeah, I really like it. And and while Facebook, at, at least initially, centres around your friendship group yep. and friends of friends, yep. uh, LinkedIn for me is probably 
25% that. Yeah. And the rest, I don't know these people. But when I say I don't know them, I know their occupation. I know they're more than likely in the region I'm in. That's right, they're first, in, second or third. They're in yeah. the field or a field related to what I'm in. And that's what I love about it. You like it, that. huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really do. And, and I can see a real future for it. And I can see it evolving. Let me tell you something. LinkedIn uh, was one of the fastest growing Silicon Valley companies in the last quarter. They've upped their profits by three times the amount. Yep. Uh, that's, again, due to the video creation side as well. You can now upload video up to 10 minutes maximum. Uh, you've also got an article section, a built-in blog section yep. as well, so you can add video, photos, and play around with the font. And uh, my new friend, Sally Illingworth, that I got to speak to over the phone the other day, if you have, don't follow Sally on LinkedIn, make sure you do. She is a hyper-beast marketing beast on that and uh, she does quirky videos and I think she put a shot the other day of one of her one of her videos organically um, reached or viewed over 40,000 times wow. just on one post so so those kind of numbers are extraordinary so yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess um, don't always be selling boring shit on LinkedIn yeah I guess what I've learned um, and it started with Facebook is that um, you know, something that may be interesting to you is not necessarily going to be interesting to those in your group. Mm. And you, you've got to be doing more. You've got to be doing more than everybody else to get noticed. And be genuine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've found that a really interesting part of sort of getting into that whole world. Actually, out of... Oh, sorry. No, that's right. I, just, I was going to say, I, I posted a video uh, a couple of weeks ago of something that was of interest to me in the music yep. business. Yep. And it, it was my my biggest post by engagement okay. for the month. Oh, well done. And I was like, wow. You just never know, I do you? I didn't pick it. Yeah, I, you I, never can. I thought it was interesting, and I, from, that's why I posted it. But I was yep. like, how's that more interesting than this or that or whatever? And I, I love that side of it, trying to figure it out. So there is a LinkedIn strategy there, out there. Um, hit us up if you want to know more. We're just giving you the basics at this point. But um, they've got the sponsored advertising as well for LinkedIn. And uh, oh, there's something well, I can else also as well. tell you with LinkedIn that um, there are certain organizations that only employ now with LinkedIn. No, oh, there you go. So Good work. That, 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 that's interesting. That's your online resume, and that's their validity that you are, you know, who you say what you are. Now, potentially. They can look into, you know, if you said you work at X company, yep. they can work out who within your sphere is related to that. So That's they can right. work out if it's conceivable or not. Yep. But it's interesting that, you know, they don't even they don't even seek a resume or, you know, they don't seek the traditional type it's of application. Right. Yeah, they actually go to the candidate. Yeah, so, my word. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, if you're looking for a job and you're on LinkedIn, be up to date. Be a regular contributor, yeah, and uh, you might just stand out more than the next guy. And send us a uh, connect, and uh, yeah. we'll certainly connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, and if you're in Darwin, you got a better chance. <laughs> I'm Peter Kafkis from the Legendary Morons, and I'm Peter Gowers. We'll catch you next time.